Welcome to the General Bowser uh, show hosted by me, Tyler Newsom. In today's show, we are going to be going over four topics. And... And then after each one, I will tell you what I think and then let you talk about what you think about it in the comments. After the show, I will cut the podcast into videos and shorts and then put it on red circle so uh, if you just want audio only um but let's get into um let's get into the first uh first article um let's uh okay the first article says it's about the community uh movie filming uh start window revealed by joel uh mikhail let's uh read the article by screen rant it says uh, after years of audiences uh Anxiously awaiting the follow-up, Joel McHale has revealed the community movie's filming start window is sooner than expected. The NBC sitcom ran for six seasons and revolved around an electric, eccentric, group of junior college students as they navigate their lives and their dysfunctional Colorado Community College graded by future Rick and Morty co-creator Dan Harmon community uh, garnered a dedicated cult following during its run and in the years since its cancellations by both NBC and Yahoo, screen finally resulting in development of a movie adaptation, continuing the show's story which may be coming sooner than some expected. While appearing on a recent episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live, Joel McHale uh, was asked about the long-awaited community movie. The actor, well known for his turn as disbarreled attorney Jeff Winger, confirmed that development is moving along in a much quicker fashion than some may anticipated even revealing the filming start window to be this june 
to be uh, to be this June as in June 2023 <laughs> uh Mikhail went to on a jokingly thank Kimmel for reminding to ask about the community movie a project that has been talked about for nearly a decade check out Mikhail and Kimmel's interview in the video below uh, I think we'll skip past that uh, community um, everything about the community movie Mikhail's statement that the community movie is looking to start filming in June may come as a surprise to some considering Harmon previously indicated in November that he was still in the process of writing the script for the project. While two months worth of development could have led to Harmon finally completing the script, the, in, the elongated time it took for the community movie to get confirmed and his previous discussions of struggling to crack a story for being for bringing the fan favorite Greendale study group back understanding uh, understandably may see some skeptical about Mikhail's comments however with his and his collaborators in thustri and in thustism for get in that enthusiasm for getting the film off the ground a June filming start could see the community movie arrive as early as 2024 on Peacock Wow um, plot details for the community movie have remained under wraps in the months since the film's confirmation though Harmon has offered a few tidbits of what to expect from the film or more accurate <clears throat> more accurately what not to expect as the show's creator has confirmed that neither Paintball, <coughs> neither Paintball or Dungeons and Dragons, two favorite elements of community, will not factor in the story for the film. <clears throat> Cutting the hopes to keep audiences guessing and feeling it difficult to recapture the feeling of the original Paintball episode. Considering the Paintball and Dungeons and Dragons episode tended to offer little in the way of progressing the characters' arcs for many of them, some have found it understandable Harmon would want to move away from the formulas 
for long-awaited movie. While most of the main cast were confirmed to be returning for the community movie, many fans quickly took note of the absence of both Yvette uh, Nicole Brown or Yvette Nicole Brown, Donald Glover from the roster. Oh, that sucks. Harmon has confirmed, however, that Glover is still expected to return, indicating his contract did hasn't had it been complete at the time of the film's announcement. And while Brown has remained quiet on her potential return, Keith, David, and uh, Paget Brewster have recently indicated they will be back to reprise their fan favorite season six roles of Frankie Dart and um, Elroy Pantashank. While audience await further updates on the film, they can revisit the entirety of community streaming on Hulu and Netflix now. Why would, um, oh, that's the end of the article. Um, what I think about, uh, what I think about, uh, the article, I mean, I, I watched Community. It was a great show. Uh, it's disappointing that it, you know, ended. Is um, it's, I'm excited they're having a movie, but I would more likely like them to have the whole cast. Like, literally, the whole cast is just perfect. I loved the whole, uh, I loved all the storylines that, you know, was all wild. It made, it made it really great and all that. So, I'm really excited for, um, this show, this movie to come out. So... Tell me what your thoughts are on the community, uh, there being uh, a community movie filming. Tell me what you think in the comments. Other than that, uh, uh, I'll move on to the other article. So, let me load that up. Okay, uh, move back. Agents of Shields, uh, 
Simmons actor directs a Gotham Knights episode. Uh, by Green Rant. Uh, Elizabeth Hanstridge, who played uh, Gemma Simmons on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was an amazingly good show, is set to direct a Gotham Knights episode. While the Arrowverse winds down on the CW, the networks still have has a new DC TV show coming up this year without any ties to the video game of the same name. Gotham Knights is premiering on March 14th right after Superman and Lois which is a good show. Just wish they would actually you know write the characters the way they should be. From uh, Batwoman writers, exclusive producers Gotham Knights follows Bruce Wayne's ad adoptive son and several children of Batman's enemies. Despite coming from despite coming from Batwoman Creatives, the show is not a spin-off as it has no ties to the Arrowverse. Gotham Knights is one of the few DC TV shows that will air on the CW this spring. Uh, the Gotham Knights TV show is currently in the uh, uh, midst of production on season 1 with only a few more episodes left to shoot. One of the final episodes still filming is being directed by a familiar Marvel Cinematic Universe star, Natalie Abrams, who uh, is one of the Gotham Knights creators and co-executive producers, shared on Twitter that Henstridge, I'm sorry if I'm saying that last name wrong, is directing episode 10. Henstridge, who played uh, Gemma S Simmons on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for seven seasons, directed for DC TV before she helmed a Superman and Lois season 2 episode. I didn't know that. There is currently no set error date for when episode 10 will air on the CW. Check out Abrams post below. Oh, that's what he said. Which DC characters are in Gotham Knights so far? Despite not putting pulling from the video game Gotham Knights has a similar premise in that it will follow the next generation of heroes after Bruce gets mysteriously murdered. His adaptive 
kid Turner Hayes gets framed for his father's murder, father's death. While Turner is an original creation for the series, there will be a number of DC Comics characters on Gotham Knights who also get framed. One of them is Stephanie Brown, played by Anna Lore. Not really the greatest casting. Who is better known as Spoiler in the DC Universe and the Clue Master's daughter? Two other teenagers that will be framed for the Dark Knight's death are the siblings Colin and Harper Rowe. Another DC character making their way into Gotham Knights is Dula, better known as Joker's daughter while he, he won't be Two-Face at the show's start. Supernatural star Misha Collins is bringing Harvey Dent to life before becoming the iconic Batman foe. In the beginning, Harvey will still be the Gotham City District Attorney. The Gotham Knights pilot will also see Batman before he dies in some capacity. Before 2022 ended, Gotham Knights also taped Damon Deob as Lincoln March, a minor DC character with potential big ties to Bruce. In the comics, uh, Lincoln claimed to be Thomas Wayne Jr. Bruce's lost brother. Oh gosh. That's chills. With ties to the Court of Owls. Huh. Lincoln ended up operating as Owlman. Not to be confused with the Earth 3 character. Which, you know, is basically Batman, just Owlman. The TV show version will see Lincoln as a charismatic, self-made industrialist with designs on becoming Gotham's next mayor. There will likely be other DC characters popping up in Gotham Knights Season 1 that have yet to be announced. Time will tell how Gotham Knights do on the CW as a DC TV show when it premieres on March 14th. Okay, that's uh that's it. Okay. So, that article, you know, I mean, I'm happy that, um, uh, Gemma Simmons on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, uh, 
is playing, uh, is, um, directing an episode, but, you know, I mean, I'm not really anticipating the Gotham Knights TV show, but I guess I'll watch it if she's directing a episode. And the whole thing about, uh, uh, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne's lost long brother, I don't read much comics, I just know the base stuff about Batman and DC characters, uh, but I didn't know he had a, uh, brother, long lost brother, but apparently he's, uh, Owlman. So, uh, that'd be interesting, but I just, like, wonder why we can't have a Batman TV show where he's not dead or gone away, but yet we can have a Superman show perfectly fine. I wish... CW would make a Batman show with maybe they could do like uh Batwoman and Cat uh I mean <laughs> Batman and Catwoman uh where it's basically Superman and Lois's uh Superman and Lois but you know with Batman and Catwoman having uh kids together could be that. Um, that's what I would like to see. But other than that, um, uh, tell me what you think about about it in the comments. And let's go on to the next article. Okay, this article by Screen uh, Screen Rant um, is about Elvis Presley poster reveals Netflix's bizarre animated mashup series. A new Netflix poster reveals an early look at the bizarre animated mashup series Agent Elvis. The project is the latest. Pro uh, property to f fictionalize his life, fictionalize the life of real-life rock star Elvis Presley, who rose to fame in the 1950s. His iconic songs include Hound Dog, Heartbreak Hotel, and Can't Help Falling in Love. Though in additional, his music career, he had a stint in Hollywood that produced a f films including 1957's Jailhouse Rock and 1961's Blue Hawaii. His life was the most recently brought to the screen in the Baz Luhrmann musical biopic Elvis starring 
Austin Butler, a film that has been particularly buzzy this uh, awards season, having already earned three Golden Globe nominations. Wow. They're really making uh, Elvis a lot of stuff. The original Netflix's geeked Twitter page celebrated Presley's birthday by official offering a new look at Agent Elvis, which was formerly titled Agent King. The poster shows an animated young Elvis smirking and wearing a pair of sunglasses while brand dishing a gun. Check out the poster below. Uh, it's a cool poster. A history of weird Elvis projects. Although the new adult animated comedy seems quite unusual, it's not the first time that the legacy of Elvis has been used in a bizarre cross-genre way. This is one part due to the massive cultural legacy the singer left behind. And the other part due to the popular conspiracy theory that Presley faked his death in 1977. This idea given a credence, cred, credence in the 1997 sci-fi comedy Men in Black, which implies the corner was an alien who went back to his home planet. Some of the more unusual depictions of Presley include the Chris Columbus film Heartbreak Hotel in 1988, which dramatizes a legend about Elvis being kidnapped by a fan in 1972, things only get weirder from there in projects including the animated short film Scary Pri uh, Parade or Pri, where Elvis fights monsters in order to save Marilyn Monroe, perhaps the strangest Depictions of the King comes from Phantasm director Don Carroll uh, and his 2002 film Bubba Hotep, which follows a mommy attacking a retirement home. Wow. <laughs> the bizarre uh, addition to the straightforward plot is the one of the residents is Presley, Evil Dead's Bruce Campbell, or at least a man who or firmly believes that he is the singer.
everything we know about Agent Elvis. So far, there has been no official release date announced by announced for Agent Elvis. However, the fact that Netflix has started to pronounce promote it lately see, means that it is coming in the next few months. Most details about the series are thin on the ground, but the Netflix synopsis for the series says Elvis will trade a jumpsuit for a jetpack when he is called upon to join secret spy agency to defend America from evil forces. It is also known that the series was co-created by John Eddy and Elvis's former wife uh, Priscilla Presley. Huh. So, um, I think it's gonna be good. I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna see what it is like. You know, it's a new take on uh, Elvis, apparently. Probably a lot less weirder than, you know, uh, those other movies. Of that were made so I'll definitely see it when it comes out now let's go into oh well, wait uh, tell me what you think about um, there being a animated spy agent you know Elvis Presley's animated series Other than that, let's move on to the next topic, which is... Warner Bros. Discovery's content purge is done, claims C CFO. Ah, oh, come on. Alright, now we could probably get back into it. Yeah, Warner Bros. Discovery's content purge is done, claims CFO. Don't know what a CFO is. I know what a, CFO, a CEO, oh, Chief Financial Officer. Warner Bros. Discovery's Chief Financial Officer, Gunnar Wydenfels, reveals that the company's period of layoffs and content write-offs for the company's streaming service HBO Max, which included canceling films like Batgirl, canceling shows like Westworld, then removing them from the service entirely, is done. Uh, is done. And 2023 will... Concentrate on concentrate on relaunching and building the streaming service. Due to the accounting as part of the purchase, there was an 
incentive for Warner Bros. Discovery to get as much of a of its write-offs done in 2022, and the company ultimately saw its content impairment and development write-off changes reach nearly one billion more than it first thought getting to roughly 3.5 billion in total by canceling shows on multiple Warner Bros discovery platforms including many TBS programs removing the canceled shows like Westworld from HBO Max unrenewing shows like Minx whatever that show is ending licensing arc agreements which is why multiple seasons of Looney Tunes and Flintstones are now off of HBO Max and choosing to shop projects like Batman, Caped Crusader to other streaming services rather than feature them on HBO Max. Wow. Warner Bros. Discovery claims the content restricting is now behind it in 2023. Uh, Windafils was speak, uh, speaking at City's 2023 Communications Media and Entertainment Conference when he made this statement also explaining that these restricting moves were spread out because the company took different approaches with each property we took a little bit of time to make sure that we do it properly for some of the titles we found new homes elsewhere that's why this took six to seven months but I think we've come to great solutions and most importantly we've done with the chapter he added that was very important to all of us to really use 2022 to leave the purchase accounting behind us Leave those initial strategy changes behind us. Get it all out there in terms of our restruct, um, restricting estimates and then be able to turn the page forward. I think the team has laid a great foundation and I'm ready to excited about the growth from here okay Warner Bros Hollywood agent says can't be Warner Bros discovery claims that it is now ahead of the cuts that other streamers will have to make will the fills also made a point of nothing that while Warner Bros. Discovery 
restricting received a lot of attention yeah a lot of negative attention the other companies out there will likely do likely be doing the same thing in the future explaining we're coming from the initial time of okay we're coming from initial time of overspending with very limited focus on return on investment he then claimed that others are going to have to make some adjustments that we frankly have left behind he doubled down on the future of the company making the bold claim we're going to come out with a great product from consumer experience perspective and that's frankly the biggest holdback for HBO Max right now. The experience is not where it needs to be. Okay. Okay. I think um, that, you know, they've already made people, you know, pissed off already. So, I don't know if people would actually tune back in or not. To be honest, because it's already ruined in the way it is. So, hopefully they can get better at it, but you know, they've already pissed a lot of people off and away from the service. I know they said it has to be done, but you know, a lot of people are not too happy about it. Like, literally not. Like, they thought the merger was, I thought the merger was going to be a good thing for you know more content but he goes in and deletes a lot of animated shows because they're not they're not the type of content he wants it's called don't buy something if you don't like the things it brings But, uh, tell me what you think in the comments. Uh, I think this is going to be the end of first podcast episode. So, uh, hope you enjoyed. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe and share with your friends if you're on YouTube. And if you're on Red Circle or any other uh, podcast platforms, hit the follow button. Other than that, um, peace out.